Hi, this is Marilyn and this is the podcast episode 9. Um, I was meant to record this podcast two days ago but I've been um, not so well with a cold. Um, it's really interesting. Um, the subject this week is my mother myself. So I imagine it to be quite a powerful share. So um, I hope you get something from this. So as I record this um, podcast, I just realised that the author um, who created a book based upon this title, Nancy Friday, passed away in November 2017. Um, Friday created her book. I don't know, probably back in the 70s. Um, Now, people are kind of, um, how can I say? Well, people are actually now criticising it, um, slamming the book, saying that it's a lot of the ideas are outdated. Um, A lot of her theories were not, um, they weren't concrete, they weren't proven, they weren't, researched enough um but at the time i think her book was really um instrumental in helping me to understand the complex complex relationships of mother and daughter so i think it did um it did its job in for some of us and maybe for other people you know we live in an an information age so we have more, um, you know, literature, books, examples, podcasts, YouTube videos at our disposal. So um, we can, I suppose, we can um, pick out the theories of yesteryear. So, um, but for me, I think that that book has helped myself and many other people, including my clients. So I want to dedicate this episode to Nancy Friday because a lot of her books really helped me as a woman growing up um, and not understanding a lot of things. And a lot of people did not write about things that she wrote about. Um, I hope to make another podcast um, based upon My Secret Garden, which is another book that she wrote. Um, and The Power of Beauty is another brilliant book. So hopefully that will be future podcasts. Anyway, um, I'm now going to make the episodes 30 minutes um, because we are now on iTunes. And I think that it will be um, much more beneficial to have 30 minutes then I'm not having to rush subjects and also you fed back to me um how much you've enjoyed the podcast and you want more 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 so 30 minutes three is a magic number for me anyway um again the letters the emails the whatsapps um that people are um notifying me or people are contacting me or commenting back saying how much a podcast has helped them. So this is the aim, is to make a difference, um, is to help you um, 
maybe get some clarity on something, you know, and also your sharing, your experiences are, are going to enable me to um, share with others. So, you know, and, and I think the good thing about podcasts is that you can actually download them and listen to them on the go, which a lot of people have said to me, you know, I've been listening to your podcast as I'm traveling and it's brilliant. So I think that just being able to access something without having to watch a video is, is a really good medium. It really helps me. So I do hope that it's helping you. Okay, so we're going into my mother myself and I haven't scripted this. I'm just going to go on, obviously, the feeling of what these these relationships are about. And, okay, let me start. So uh, quite a few of my coaching clients, um, with that disclosing too much, um, you know, have to go through a few challenges um in life and even in my journey and parallel in my coaching client there's there's always before healing can happen there's always a um a separation and it goes back to when we when we're young um and you know children have to find their own autonomy so they can build their sense of self that this this you know, maybe it's a physical separation from the breast or maybe an emotional, mental separation from the parent. And I suppose, I, you know, I'm not a child psychologist. I suppose that's probably where the child probably starts to get its tantrum. It starts to develop its will. Um, I find that with women, especially women, that there has to be a kind of separation with, with the same sex parent, with the mother or, or you know, or the the caregiver and this is really really important because it's a way a woman can or will form her own identity and it's different to the childhood separate you know the child separation um that i just described with a, a woman she needs this physical separation um when i say physical i don't mean like you know leaving home but she needs this kind of um, maybe energetic separation from her mother just to get a sense of her own self because what we find with our matrilineal line our mother line is that we as women we do inherit a lot of you know a lot of behaviors beliefs um you know ancestral behaviors as well so that's in our dna so if you know, which I have seen so much with clients. If your grandmother had a situation or a condition, then your mother will have a situation or condition and then you will inherit that. Um, and it's different if it's a physical condition because we can see it, we can treat it. But with a mental, emotional or psycho-spiritual situation, Sometimes it doesn't play itself out so consciously. You're not aware of it so so soon. But what the good indicator is, is that our external relationships, and that could be our external relationships with members of the opposite sex, or it could be our external relationships with other women. It could be our external relationships with authority. Um, 
So it's where we carry our stories in our body or in our dynamics. And it's really, really important that we as women um, understand that there has to be a separation on some level so you can step back away from the painting and you can see what's in front of you. And that, that does require journaling, it does require healing, it does require um, self-reflection um, and getting to know yourself because we don't have the rites of passage for women and men, so to speak. Um, and obviously... Rites of passage starts maybe, I don't know, 12, 13. And that's when a young woman or a young man um, goes through a set of practices, maybe spiritual, religious-based, cultural-based um, practices where they get to know their stuff and they learn about certain topics. But, you know, in some societies, it's this is not done by the mother. It's, it's done by the um, people that especially... Um, you know, especially trained in these areas. So, which is a really beautiful, um, or a lovely, or I would say really practical way of in, ensuring that um, one gets the best input on, and, and, um, and schooling in a non-biased way, which is always the best way. Um, so, you know, someone's sent away and they're, they're, they're sent away to develop or they probably attend classes to develop their own, their own um, relationship with the world away from the parent. Now, most parents these days are, quick, are armed and equipped with ways to deal with their, you know, their daughters or their children. So, you know, when I look at my cousin and my goddaughter, you know, they're just really... Like the goddaughter will say, you know, I've been raised by a village. So she's been raised by so many different people that's helped re reinforce her own character, her own natural development. I mean, it, it will help that her mum is a counsellor. So, you know, that is, and her mother's done, you know, or always does some type of self-reflection to a degree. Um, but what about the people who don't have that? What about the people who, who have a relationship with their mum? but don't really have their own sense of self. So they have an enmeshment, you know, so they, 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 their relationship with their mom is pretty estranged. It's pretty, um, you know, pretty challenging because it's, it's laced with anger. It's laced with duty. It's laced with guilt. It's laced with, you know, toxicity. Oh God, I got that in properly. Um, it's laced with, I don't know. So, there's one thing that sometimes I find um, certain individuals will say, you know, we are such and such, so we don't do that, you know. So we are black women, we don't do this. Or we are, you know, we're from this country, so we don't do that. Um, we are this age, so we don't do that. So all restrictions are put upon the child before they even have time to actually know the truth. Um, and one thing I would say is that when you give your child all these restrictions in a way of protecting them, what happens is, is the minute they have a glimpse of sunlight, and that could be in the form of a partner, a charismatic partner, you know, more often, 
or if they're lucky a meaningful guide then they're gonna go if we track back to um you know the glimpse of sunlight and it's a charismatic person they're going to show them a different world but that's not necessarily the good thing because again if you've been sheltered or you've been you've you've been given all these restrictions you're more vulnerable to be influenced by people who's got more worldly knowledge or more of a sense of self to you and this is where you have empaths who take on all the emotions of other people and attract people that are more, more than likely going to um, create some sort of abuse or, or dysfunction. Um, so let me track back step by step. So if you if you have a child or you've been raised in a situation where there's lots of um, duties and beliefs and behaviours that have been projected onto you um, and you you know you don't know where you end there's no sense of boundaries in your life because of family dynamics or parental dynamics um, or again you could have the situation where the parent because they've lived a life of restriction could be envious so all these things are happening um then you're going to be carrying that and so again erica badu's song bag lady you're carrying all this baggage a lot of the baggage isn't even yours it's inherited baggage so we will say oh, i've got issues i've really got issues but actually how many of those issues are yours so a good way to work through this is to actually look at certain things that you do or certain things that you say um, and really, you know, do some self-inquiry. So when you catch yourself saying things or, you know, I can't do that, I can't, I can't go to college or I can't get to university in my 40s, can you not? By, by whose rules is that? You know, there's something in NLP where um, where some, you know, people will make a statement and it's and it's full of generalizations and we would question that. And we would say, really? So, for example, if someone says, you know, nobody goes to college, you know, at 45, then the practitioner will say, well, nobody. So you're saying nobody in this world will go to college at that age. And what that does, it enables you to put um, things into perspective. So, um, so if you are saying something, um, and it, it's not really true, you question yourself. So you say, "Is this true?" You know, and then another question you ask: "Is this my own belief, or does it come from my mother? Does it come from my family? Does it come from my grandmother? Does it come from my caregiver?" Because that's one way to start identifying the language which creates the belief system inside your DNA. And that's one way of starting to separate and starting to inquire um, what's yours and what have you inherited. So 
so that's one way so you you've got these beliefs you, there's a lack of boundaries because again um a lot sometimes a lot of parents will say you know you're not having a lock on your door because it's my house there's no secrets in this house who are you hiding from um i remember one time i was really worried about writing I used to journal from from really young and I'd worry that my mum would find my journal um but um I used to just write really rough in case she did um which was really funny but it, it never stopped me expressing myself um and I also remember when I was I was in the early 20s and I went for a really funny relationship with my mum between 18 and 20 20 21 um and I was going through a really strange relationship with my mum. And that's when I started to have panic attacks at 21. Because I was changing. I was growing. Um, and I left college. And I think my mum was really nervous and scared about me going out to big wide world. I was, I'm the last child. But what I realised was it was, her, it was her fear. And I was absorbing that. So for me, I had to go through an emotional separation and say, well, that is yours. I'm going to find out and discover what I need to do in my life. And that's when I got into personal development. And the first book, Living in the Light by Shakti Gawain, that just made me realise that I was more than just a basic human being. And we all are more than just basic human beings. We are so much more. We're spiritual beings having human experiences. And through this this stress and this tension and this anxiety and the panic attacks I had, I was able to rediscover who I was and go on that journey and kind of emotionally separate from my mum and say, you know, I'm going to learn my way. And in the end, I was able to come back, you know, emotionally to my mum and come back as an adult. And we have, we do have an adult relationship. There's times when you know, she can baby me, but most of the time we have an adult relationship with each other. And so for me, anybody, well, some situations are just, the parent is just not receptive. My mum is very receptive and she does try, you know, she will study, she will learn and, you know, she's always, you know, she's always doing things. But there's some parents, that, and you know, unfortunately, there's some parents that just cannot do it. They just cannot see it. And that's so heartbreaking to see. But what what you can do if you are in this situation is is emotionally separate from your mother. And if you do have dynamics with your mother, then I really think that therapy, coaching, healing, any of those modalities, um, journaling, just to help you move from this situation. Because you do not need that parent in front of you to heal any dynamics that you have personally within yourself. Um, it would make it more easy if the parent is in front of you, but you don't need to do that just to get clarity within yourself. Um, there's a lot of techniques I use with clients that does not require that person to be there. So, you know, you've got gestalt therapy, you've got um, prefer prefer peripheral positions in NLP, so um, and they're really really good. You know, I've actually I've worked with, I've worked intergener oh my goodness me I've worked intergenerationally with people. Um, so both with the parent and without the parent. So it doesn't um, 
is, is not that important if you have not got that parent, you're not in a relationship with that parent. Um, but it's it's important that you work on that healing because um, you, it's about reparenting yourself. Um, and I'm going to give some sources after the, the podcast of um, books that are really, really good um, that you can work with as well. So, so we've got to the stage of boundaries and, you know, the emotional, mental separation from the parent and working through your stuff. So this requires that you start looking, you know, you're, you're questioning, you're inquiring, you're looking. Also, you're looking at the PVR triangle. Again, if your parents have been always or your parent always had a victim stance, then you're going to attract prosecutors, persecutors and prosecutors, persecutors, um, or you're going to be the persecutor. So you're always going to be in a victim, persecutor, persecutory or rescuer um, dynamic. You want to get onto the adult place, even though you sometimes you're going to get into those dynamics. So again, look at your relationships. You know, um, I remember one client saying to me, you know, we're having so much dynamics with so many people. It's always women. And I, you know, and I actually said to that client, what is your relationship with women? You know, what is your relationship with women in your family? And I was able to just pinpoint that, you know, the persons that they was having a dynamic with, with their own family members. So we just repeat externally what we, you know, what what what's happening in our childhood we're trying to we're always trying to experience and grow from situations so you know it's really important that you, that those you know you look so in self-inquiry speaking observation looking where are you are you always a victim are people always doing things to you then where's that coming from because that is the um that is the foundation of which you've you've learned to relate to the world. So if you're always a victim in lots of different situations, what has happened in in childhood or teenage years? Um, you know, what is your relationship with your parent? Is it a victim, persecutor or rescue? Are you always rescuing that parent? If you're always rescuing that parent, then there's more chances than not, then you're not living your life. You've got hidden dreams that you've not fulfilled because you've, you've you've sacrificed yourself not to move to the next level because you're rescuing a parent psychologically, yeah? Our poverty situations sometimes are related to not wanting to move forward psychologically because we leave people behind. So if you're always rescuing a parent, so to, again, where am I in my life? How comes I cannot move forward? How comes I cannot complete something? Why is that? Was things taken away from me as a child? Anything I enjoyed was that confiscated from me? If that if that happened, then more often than not, there may be some cases where you was prevented from doing the stuff that you love because it just wasn't. You just you couldn't do that at home. So that's one thing. If you're not finishing something, um, so am I aggressive to people? Do I always attack people? That means if you are like that, then there's a boundary issue. Somebody else is sitting in your body with you. So again, what are your psychic attachments? You know, are you so close with your mother that, you know, we've got the best relationship, me and my mother. Um, 
this is not, I mean, this is what you're saying. We've got the best relationship, but deep down, you've sinus problems every time you're around your mother, which means you're irritated by somebody. Or you, you are, um, you come out in a rash if you stay with your parent, you know, but you've got the best relationship. And when you actually check it, you know, your relationships with authority, women in authority, you get really angry. Um, so that's another thing. And it's really, there's one one phenomenon I would like to explore as well, is when you have men that are really close to their mum and they do not choose women that look like their mum. If anybody has got any any idea why, maybe that's another podcast, but that's that's another thing which is really, really funny, that some men that are really close to their mother choose a partner totally different to their mum. Is that underlying anger? Is that underlying resentment somewhere? Um, to, to think about. But, so, again, so back to what I was saying, we are digressed. You know, what's going on? Are you angry with other women? Are you angry with the world? Is that because your relationship, there's no boundaries, you're being, you feel like you're being controlled, um, there's no space for yourself? Um, to be yourself because it's just not allowed in your environment. Um, so that does again. That situation will require will require, you know, self. You know, really a lot of self reflection. You know, and again, that will be what is mine. What is my mother's? You know, what is it my mom expects me to do? Am I a bad daughter? You know, because some mothers may say you're really bad. You're. I've heard clients say that their parents said you're no good you're this you're that and all the you know all the words that are being said to the you know to the to the daughter um so what what words what language is being used so again it's it's looking at those things so I'm a bad person who says you're a bad person you know um just because one person say you know does 10 other people say you're bad so again it's really looking at those words and and you know sometimes from what I've experienced with some clients, a separation with the mother can be so painful. But the but at the end of that, you have a friendship. You have, you know, you have a rejoining with somebody, and it beca- and it becomes so beautiful at the end because you're able to stand as a human being and. If this is not done, then you're always going to go back to that dynamic. Um, and it doesn't need to happen when that parent is gone. It should, you know, I'll never say should. It, it, it needs, you know, like I said, even if there's no relationship with that parent, it's important that you have that for yourself more sooner than later. So... Looking at the PVR tri- triangle, looking at how you relate to the world, looking at words that have been said to you, really looking at those things. The reason why I'm talking about solutions, what rather than just the dynamics, because again, if you have been for a really strained relationship with your mother, your pain body, or the part of your body, that's the emotional body, which carries all the pain and trauma from childhood, is going to relate to this too much. And what we want to do, we want to acknowledge where you've been. We want to acknowledge the pain, but we also want to move you through that because you deserve to. You deserve healing more than you deserve the story to be replayed. You know, we want to acknowledge the story. We want to sit there 
and witness the pain that you've gone through. But we want to move forward because that's where the healing is. It's not on the bridge, it's on the other side of the bridge actually. Because that's a distance travelled. When you're stuck in that pain, um, then you're, you're not going to move forward. And one way, if you are experiencing a hell of a lot of pain, if this, if this podcast is, is, is triggering you, this will pass and just be in the moment, you know, this will pass. If you have any triggers from this and you want to contact me, feel free to contact me at info at mjfontaine.co.uk um, or leave a comment here, you know, anything that may, if you feel that you need to know more information, let me know. So <clears throat> we looked at certain dynamics and there's one more key thing I would like to kind of highlight um is that a lot of the times our parents are repeating history where did where did our parents come from you know our, our mothers you know where what have they experienced that has made them like that you know more than likely they've was born in a time where they was not where there was no help there was no support. There was no YouTube videos. There was no, there was no podcast. There wasn't allowed to read, you know, and there was brought up in care themselves or they suffered abuse. And not every parent that suffers abuse and all the difficulties in life are going to be like that. In fact, those parents are going to be the best parents ever. But it's really good to understand and to know that the person that's causing you pain is in pain themselves. They've experienced pain, they're in pain, and they don't know how to get out of it. So therefore, they're pushing that pain. Or again, they could just be fearful. They could be just in fear, which most of the time, fear and duty, as far as I'm concerned, is what's come up. You know, fear and duty, trauma, again, abuse, these are the things that your parents or parent could have experienced and which has caused them to create a, a difficult dynamic, you know, and trauma. And especially for people of colour or people that has experienced any intergenerational um, traumatic times, periods, history, um you're going to have this this pain by default anyway. So you could have the perfect parenting, but the grandparenting is still in the DNA. So this could be impacted. So again, it's acknowledging if you're parenting, you've had brilliant parenting, you've got brilliant relationship with your mum, but there's still a dynamic. It could be intergenerational and it could come from great-grandparents as well. You know, where does it stop? Where does this self-reflecting stop? Um, I think most of the time it's just being aware and just acknowledging, not using it as an excuse, but just acknowledging, you know, I come from a generation or I come from a culture that has experienced profound loss, trauma, abuse. And I have to acknowledge the people that came before me that suffered this, and it may be, impacting my life but it doesn't make who I am you know so 
that's the that's the, the crux of it is that we have a situation we're born into a situation which creates a dynamic which forms our personality which exposes us to trauma pain abusive relationships um tumultuous relationships with other people um which makes us very unhappy and from that we look for healing we either get the the healing from a therapist a a group a psychotherapy group a coach a healer or we can read books to get the healing and then we use tools of self-inquiry journaling looking at um generalized statements looking at statements that are not true about ourselves which are quite derogatory and negative and doing a spring clean on those those words or those beliefs that we carry and then we're looking at where we are if we're you know we're per, we're rescuers or we're persecutors or we're victims making sure we're not using those dynamics in our relationships and then we are actually going to step back after all those that journey and we're going to look to our parents which is best done afterwards because that's after we've kind of built ourselves up. Otherwise, if we look to our parents and look at where they are first, we skip our own anger, healing, um, consolidation. You know, we go back too much into the guilt. So after we've done our healing, we can turn around and we can look back, which is the main part of the healing, and realise where they've come from, what their background is about. And then um, and look at the intergenerational situations um you know most therapists will tell you you need to forgive your parents first you know you need to forgive your parents or you need to look at where they've come from but um which is really important but what I've experienced is that some people really need to get the anger out first and their own feelings before they can get to a place of um forgiveness because they've got to work through the the pain you know or they've got to work through the, the feelings that they've come, you know, come up straight away. But I would definitely, you know, if you're going for any uncomfortable feelings, definitely psychotherapy or counselling. Um, and then once all that, you know, once that, I mean, it's ongoing. That relationship is ongoing. But then what you'll find is that your spirit will be fortified and you'll go, for, go to a place of healing and growth and... I just think that it will be, it's, I've, I've seen it so many times with clients. There's nothing better than when you know yourself and you know that you're okay exactly as you are. I want to leave this with a quote um, from my, Dr. Mara Angelou. It was her, the anniversary, um, it was her birthday, anniversary of her birthday. She's transitioned two days ago. And she's got this affirmation that I always use. I love and approve of myself exactly as I am. And is um, I love and approve of myself because I exist. I probably got that wrong, but it's, it's something like that. And it's so profound. And um, I will post that in the comments as well. So tools that you can use again i've spoke about the therapy i've spoke about the coaching i spoke about the healing there's a really good book 
um, called this um, Reparenting Yourself, the Inner Child book. John Bradshaw, I found that difficult, but that's a book that some people like. Um, there is two books which I'm going to post on Inner Child. So Inner Child work is really good. Um, and that's a Friday's book, which can be dated, my mother and myself. Um, flower Remedies, so Australian Bushflower Remedies. Um, there's one that's really good. Again, I'm going to post it because I can't remember the top of my head. Really good for that mother-daughter dynamic or mother-son dynamic, if you're listening to this and you're a man. Um, some aromatherapy oils, rose, um, jasmine is really, really good. Um, there's homeopathy. There's also, because, again, we inherit um, certain energies from our parents. Um, I think it's kidneys is ancestral. I might be wrong. Acupuncture is really good as well. So that will strengthen that, you as well. So any complementary therapies um, that you can have that supports that will be really important. I think cranial sacral therapy as well is really good. So um, within your healing, don't forget to use the body therapies. Bush flower remedies are brilliant. Batch or bark flower remedies, really, really good. I, I know when, I mean, my dad transitioned and I was, I wanted to clear some energetic stuff. I used there was a there was a, um, a flower essence called broccoli, which was brilliant. Um, so there must be a mother one. So you can look on the internet or just again drop me a line. I will try and create a blog resource pack around this because I think that is really important. We've gone to thirty seven minutes, so I'm going to stop the podcast. If you want me to cover more. Within this podcast, I can make a part two, but I need you to comment, subscribe. We're now part of iTunes, so please comment, subscribe, and share this to anybody if it uh, might need it. Um, if you're a therapist and you've got any more information, please do not hesitate to contact me as well. Um, and one more thing, try and join me on Patreon um, because these these podcasts need to be sponsored because now I have to pay to upload these and I want to keep doing it but um, I'm looking it's one pound a month just to subscribe to this podcast and it will help me create this content because this is not about business this is about sharing what I have although I do advertise my business on here um, and again if you are a business you want to advertise your services the sponsorship would help this show immensely so um, just feel free to contact me um, so if you want a session with me again if you just contact me info mjfontaine.co.uk I'm going to leave the information at the bottom or just go to the, the website, which the link is here already, um, www.mjfontaine.co.uk. It's Marilyn Fontaine. I'm signing off. Goodbye.